Are you a codependent or an empath or a highly sensitive person and you find yourself incredibly affected by maybe somebody's look, maybe they snarl at you or their terrible comments or maybe just the emotion coming off of them? Well, if that really affects you, today I'm going to give you two processes, what's called an external and an internal boundary so that you can protect yourself. Because ultimately at the heart for all three of these types of people is a lack of boundaries. They can't protect themselves. Well, I'm going to help you change that today. The Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First step is to learn what's called an external boundary. Now, the goal of this is to allow all of that energy, thoughts, feelings, looks, whatever it is, not to get inside. Now, there are many ways to do this. What you want to think about is something that blocks all of that, but allows truth in. Okay. So for me, when I learned to do this, I had someone in my life who was really toxic. And so before this is what we need to do before we go into these situations, we go out in public or whenever we think we'll come across this, or if it just comes up all of a sudden, we need to be able to put this external boundary up in place. So I, there was a toxic situation when I was going through a divorce. And so I would always arrive 10, 15 minutes early and I'd sit there. And for me, I would take my heart and I'd envision myself pulling it out and holding it here so that when I walked to the door, whatever look I got, whatever comment that was made, whatever energy that came off of them, it just went right past me. It didn't get near my heart. Now, if anything they said or did had a level of truth because of my trauma history, I'm a slow processor, I would kind of grab it and I'd hold it up here. And my response was always, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. In other words, I didn't try and deal with it in the moment. My goal was just to keep my external boundary and protect myself. Now, the clients that I've had, uh, the suggestions I've brought up is maybe a glass jar with a door on it so you can let truth in right? That's the goal. We want all of this energy or negativity or things that aren't true for us, what's called a different reality, to bounce off. So a glass jar works well. I had another client who thought of a castle with a moat and a drawbridge that would only come down to let truth in. Uh, some people have used the Bible or the Koran to catch stuff or block it. Uh, another one thought of Star Trek, like beam me up, Scotty, or this force field around them. Another one thought of like a bubble, you know, like a balloon, um, others shields. It doesn't really matter what it is, but something will resonate with you in all of those suggestions where you're like, oh yeah, that feels safe. I'm protected. All of that energy will just bounce off of me. All right. Because it is always our responsibility. Nobody ever makes us think, feel, do, or believe anything. We are responsible for that. So if we find ourselves being affected by people's words, thoughts, feelings, or actions, it is a lack of boundaries on our part. And it's our responsibility to address that, not ask them to change. And so that's the first step is set that external boundary.
So I was just working with a client, gave me this idea because she's about to walk into a very toxic environment. So I was walking her through of, okay, here's how you protect yourself from that. Walk in knowing you have this force field around you that any of that stuff comes, you can defend yourself. Now we get to the more complicated work, the internal boundary. Let's face it, we're all human and some people are just really toxic. And sometimes we have a bad day and even when we have our force field up, it just gets in. Well, that's okay, we're all perfectly imperfect and this is tough stuff, all right? So now, how are we gonna deal with those three specific situations? Whether it's a nasty look, comment, or just intense emotion from somebody. Well, I'm gonna go through all three of them. When somebody looks at us nasty, let's say it's a raised eyebrow or a snarl, the first thing to recognize is their look is about them. It has absolutely nothing to do with us. Now I know we think it does, and that's, the la that is, that's proof if we have a reaction to the look on their face or the look they give us, that lets us know, first of all, I've lost my external boundary. I didn't let it bounce off, it got in. Well, okay, I'm perfectly imperfect, I'm human, that's gonna happen. Now, the question to ask is, why is this affecting me so much? Well, in every situation when I've ever worked with anybody teaching them about boundaries, I always ask them, what did that look remind you of? It's always the same answer. Well, my dad looked at me that way. My mom looked at me that way, my teacher. In other words, in those moments, whether we're codependent, empath, or a sensitive, we are reliving the childhood pain we've never healed and addressed. That's what's happening. And so the first step in the internal boundary when we, that look permeates through us is to recognize, okay, so is this mom, dad, brother, sister, coach, priest? Who am I taking from my past and projecting onto this person? Why am I reliving that unhealed pain against myself? Because now I'm doing it to me. They don't have the power to do it. I just gave them that power because I borrowed from a memory from the past and just inflicted the pain on me. Now my job is to go and heal the pain from the past so that another person's looks, I'm like, huh, they must be having a tough day. I wonder what's going on with them. That's not about me. They're just expressing themselves. But see, without this recovery and without healing our childhood wounds, we bring all of that childhood pain back into the present moment. We relive it against ourselves, but then we will tend to take the victim position and say, you made me feel with that look, or you did this to me. Well, nobody does it to us. I just proved it to you. We did it from our own childhood pain. All right, now I'm gonna give you some resources at the end for those of you who don't know how to heal your childhood pain, just hang in and I'll give you that here in a little bit. The other thing to remember, and because a lot of people be like, no, that's hard for them to grasp that. Well, think of it this way. What I do when someone gives me a nasty look and after I've done that processing and I've recognized, oh, that's just reminds me of dad. Well, dad's not here. I'm not gonna put dad's face on them. Now, what's really going on? They must be really upset about something. They must be going through their own childhood pain and they don't know what to do with it and they're trying to get me to carry it. Well, that's really sad for them. I wouldn't want that for them. I just experienced it against myself. That's what they're going through. And here's the next piece. 
When someone gives us a nasty look, do you see what that means? That's anger. But do you recognize if somebody's angry at us, even a stranger, does, do you know what that ultimately shows us? They want relationship with us. Because the only time somebody doesn't want relationship with us, the proof of it is indifference. Think of it. Somebody who has absolutely no interest in you, they just go, eh, whatever. Well, that's a person who just doesn't even see you. But somebody who's angry at you, even a stranger, is making a request for connection and intimacy. They want you to know them. And really what they're saying is, do you see how hurt I am in this moment? Do you see how my childhood pain is showing up in my life and I have absolutely no clue how to deal with it? I'm hurting here. Can you see me, please, and see my pain? That's what they're saying. So their nasty look is not about us. It's a request for us to see and hear their own unhealed childhood pain. Well, that's an opening. That's not a door closing. All right? It doesn't mean we have to act on it. We can keep our boundaries and let them stay there. But I'm just bringing you into truth that when we get a nasty look, it's not something being done to us. It's a request to get something from us. They want to be known. It's a request for love and understanding. Okay? Now, the next thing is... What Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What do we do with a nasty comment? Again... Somebody's thoughts, feelings, and actions are about them. They're not about us. Now, remember, in all of these external boundaries, we had a door, right? The job or the, the goal of the door is so that we can let, let in truth. So the first thing about a comment is to ask ourselves, is it true? Now, maybe you're like me. You have a pretty bad trauma history. And when you get in those highly toxic situations, you can't make that determination. Well, like for me, I catch those thoughts and put them up here. Find a way to do that. If you're a slow processor like me, collect the thoughts. Don't agree to them or argue with them in the moment. Don't put yourself in that position. Exercise your external and internal boundary by saying, you know, I'm just not in a place to have this conversation. I appreciate you sharing. I'll get back to you once I have a chance to think about it. Now, on the other hand, if you know for sure, wow, they just accused me of something, and it's true, I did that. Well, that's simple. Just take ownership. You know what, you're right. I did say that, or I did do that, and I can see that it really affected you. Thanks for bringing it up. And here's the plan I'm gonna put in place to address that, because I don't wanna be offensive like that. So I really appreciate you pointing out my perfect imperfection so that I can work on it and get better at it. Pretty simple. Just own it, and take, put a plan in place and deal with it. Okay? Now, if it isn't true, it's the same thing. If we have a huge emotional reaction to it, we have to ask ourselves, why is this affecting me so much? Is it actually true? Do I do those things 
but I don't want to admit it to myself. Well, in my life experience and every client I've ever worked with, the ones who get really defensive and angry and get really upset about other people's comments, it's because they're caught in stage three and four of the worst day cycle. They're in shame and denial of how it's actually true, but they can't see it in themselves yet. And so that's why they have such a big reaction. And then they take the victim position and say, you did this to me. You made me feel terrible when you said that. Well, again, they're just doing the best they can. They don't have all the information about how all of this works. And so whether they're codependent, empath, or sensitive, they just are doing what they were taught. They're going to that victim position and blaming somebody else. So again, the question becomes, what am I feeling? When's the first time I felt this from this type of comment? It's always going to be something you learned from your parents or your major caregivers, the important people in your life. And so it's just a window into your own unhealed pain. Now, if you've exercised that process, you can now recognize, okay, this, I got to go deal with this from back there, but wait a minute, there are comments about them. Cause remember, whenever we hate, judge, blame, criticize anyone or anything, we are always talking about a part of ourself. It doesn't mean that the other person doesn't do that, but the only reason we can see that and we throw that comment out is because it's actually a part of our own unhealed trauma that we're in denial about. We can't see it in ourselves. It's part of our um, perfect imperfections that we haven't yet admitted to ourselves and ultimately we haven't forgiven ourselves. That's how projection works. Whenever we're pointing the finger at somebody, we're really trying to tell ourselves what we need to heal in ourselves. So this isn't about us doing it to them. This is about receiving it. Okay. And so this is how we use that internal and external boundary. The first step, if it gets in and we get affected, we look, is it true? Okay. Why am I feeling this? Well, it's from my own childhood. Okay. I'll deal with that later, but wait a minute, just like the snarl, this is a request for intimacy from them. They're being like, I get some nasty comments at time and look, I'm human. There are times I'm like, ah, you know, I want to lash back and I'm like, okay, so you're two years old, Kenny, you're seeing your dad. And I work through the process and then I recognize, oh my God, this person just made a horrific comment about me. What they're really telling me is how they see themselves. Man, am I lucky? How fortunate am I that this person, a total stranger that I've, you know, most of the time they don't even have their real face. It's, you know, a, a emoji for their profile or something, but they're so desperate to connect with me and share their life story with me and open up about their unhealed trauma and about their shame and denial that they're willing to share it with me right there in their criticism, hate, judgment, and blame of me. I'm an incredibly lucky person that at times so many people hate, judge, blame, and criticize me because really what they're saying is, Will you see my pain? I want to share it with you. I want you to see how hurt I am and that I don't know what to do with it. And I really want to be vulnerable with you about my perfect imperfections. Well, that's a gift. What a treasure. Like how fortunate am I that these people want me to see the deepest, darkest, most broken part of themselves. And that's 
us using our internal boundary. So for the codependent, the empath and sensitive who goes, oh, don't do this to me. Oh no, please do it to me. That's a request for intimacy and connection and love. Like, I want that. But we can only perceive that truth because that's truth. We can only get into that truth when we heal our own internal pain and unhealed trauma. That's the only way we can see it. So if you're listening to this and you can't get there, what that means is you have so much unhealed trauma from your past that you're in so much denial and you're protecting that victim position of, no, they're the bad person. Don't take away my, my false protection mechanism of, I'm an empath, I have this super ability that I get all affected because that just means I get to stay down here as the victim and make everyone else responsible to be a certain way so I don't have to heal the pain that's inside of me. Now that sounds very judgmental and that's not my goal. My goal is to offer truth and responsibility because the only way we can get out of this is by living in truth and responsibility that my reaction to your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs are, is always about me. And it's a window in our own recovery. And if we deny that, if we live in denial, which is a lie, we're not in truth, and therefore we're not open to love, connection, intimacy, safety, trust. So it requires tremendous personal responsibility for us to keep our internal boundary and recognize my reaction to you is about me. Your reaction to me is about you. Both are a request for love and intimacy. And when we do the work, we can come together and have that. And that's why I'm sharing this so that people can stop this basically fight over who's the bigger victim and demand the other side change. That'll never work. It only works when we take responsibility and recognize I mean, we know this scientifically. Lisa Feldman Barrett has shown that. Every emotion we create ourselves, and it's all based on childhood and what we learned. It's our trauma. That's it. We're doing it to ourselves. Nobody's making us feel these things. Even if you're highly sensitive, it's the way emotions work. And so if you're not familiar with that information, um, you can you know, read her book, How Emotions Are Made. She's the foremost leading scientist on emotions. The number one, in the top 1% of all scientists in the world cited for her work. That's how groundbreaking this information is. So if you... finally. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do we do with other people's emotions? Well, this is the beginning of recovery from the worst day cycle and gaining emotional mastery. When we're affected by the energy coming off people or whether it's their actions or their words or just being in a room full of people, that's a lack of an external boundary to protect us or an internal boundary to protect us. So I'm going to give you three questions. This process is much longer. I have a whole online masterclass series and everything to walk you through the full recovery process. But I want to give you the first steps. The first thing is to ask yourself, what am I feeling? 
Now what I always tell people is get a feelings wheel. You can get those off my website, you can get them in my free masterclass, all, all my stuff, but you need to start recognizing what emotions you're experiencing when you are so highly affected by other people's emotions. The second step is to ask yourself, where in my body am I feeling it? Now, maybe in your shoulder, your stomach, your head, there will generally be a consistent place that you feel it. Once you've honed in on that, ask yourself, what's my first memory of having this feeling? As Lisa Feldman Barrett points out, all emotions are learned. They are learned in childhood. And so you're going to recall moments. You may not remember a specific moment, but you'll remember a specific age, your first experience of recognizing this emotion. Well, that's what's happening. You're in a room full of people, and I don't care if you're 20, 40, 60, or 80 years old. In that moment, you're two, four, six years old. You're being affected by your childhood emotions which have never been healed and addressed. You're not present. You're not, you're what's caught in what's called the wounded child or the adapted wounded child state. And so, look, this is why the world is the way it is and everyone is so affected by everyone else. We're all just wounded child and, wo and adapted wounded child. We're all kind of stuck between two and 10 years old. And so we're just reliving our childhood trauma and pain, projecting it on everybody else and saying they need to be different. When the answer is actually in the opposite, we all need to go back and rework and gain emotional mastery over the pain and trauma we all experience in childhood. And that's what the empath, codependent, and highly sensitive is caught in. Just a lot of unhealed pain that needs to be addressed. All right? So that's a brief overview of how to do it. Now I'm going to give you a lot of resources so you could, because all of this, as I always say, requires becoming an expert, gain the knowledge, skills, and tools to heal. So I'm going to give you a lot of knowledge. The first is this, whether you're an empath, codependent, or sensitive, this book, in my personal opinion, Facing Codependence by Pia Melody, needs to be required reading of every single adult on this planet. In my life experience, we're all codependent. We all experience a lack of internal and external boundaries. I've read a lot of information on codependence, and most of the thought leaders that people recommend, to me, the information is too superficial. This is the best information out there. You can, If you go to my recommended reading list on my website, there's a direct link to download this. I highly encourage you to make yourself an expert in learning more about the internal and the external boundaries, the five you know, pieces of codependence, and, and this will really help you learn to protect yourself. The next step after you read that is read this book of hers, The Intimacy Factor. Again, you can find this on my website, um, kennyweiss.net, under the recommended reading list. What's so valuable about this is it gives you a lot of real-life situations of how to keep your internal and external boundary and how to set boundaries in general. And that usually makes it more concrete for us um, to know how to exercise all of this, okay? Now, the third resource is, remember, all of these situations go back to childhood trauma. And all of these, when we react to thoughts, feelings, and actions, and emotions of others, we are caught in what I discovered, the worst day cycle. And so, to learn how to, one, get into truth and reality, that 
while you, you are all special, being an empath and sensitive does not mean you did not go through childhood trauma. It's there. You're just not aware of how to find it. Well, this is how you'll find it. And you'll also learn the process of how to begin recovering from it and how when we react in these ways, when we lose our boundaries, what we're really reliving are the shame and denial portions of the worst day cycle. We are re-victimizing ourselves and we're just not aware of it, you know, because frankly, no one's taught us how. Well, that's what this is for is so you can see, wow, I don't have to be so affected. I may be more sensitive or more empathetic, but I don't have to be destroyed by it and lose my life. I don't have to stay stuck in the victim position. I can move from victim to victor and I can conquer all of this when I'm aware of the worst day cycle and how to recover it. Now, finally, for those of you who maybe you've already, you've watched my stuff, you've read all of that and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready to do the work. Well, then go to, um, my online masterclass, my complete emotional mastery method. That's where I walk you through the complete healing journey for empaths, for sensitives, for codependents, for anybody. Literally everyone on the planet needs this recovery process because we're all stuck in the worst day cycle. We've all experienced childhood pain and trauma. We're all in the wounded and adapted wounded child and we need maturity and moderation. Well, that's what the whole program teaches you. And so you can find all of that within my complete emotional mastery method. So whether you're a codependent, an empath, or a sensitive, learning how to set your external and internal boundaries, learning how to do your own recovery work, that's how you'll keep yourself protected, get your boundaries back, and be able to navigate life with a sense of peace. So I hope that helps you. Have a great day.